we uh, start a new series on praying and, and praying uh, together. Um, and, you know, whenever we, we talk about uh, prayer, there, there's always the, the, the challenge, you know, the, 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 the mystery of prayer, the, the, the times that Jesus uses really grand language, you know, and just says, if you pray for it on earth, then you're going to get it. You know, ask and you shall receive. And um, I always have uh, you know, trouble with those kind of passages. And one that we'll look at today is just like that. It's the same way. You know, this this um, uh, hyperbolic you know, statement about just ask what you want and then you're, you're going to get it. And we'll see. There's some good um, insight as we look at what Jesus said that really isn't what he's saying. But I can recall you know, a couple of times where I've experienced that that wasn't the case. You know, I remember as a kid, I was in the backyard shooting baskets at the basketball hoop. And I'm, I was a terrible shot then and still am now. And I was praying, all right, God, if you're real, then this basket, this ball will go through the basket. And didn't didn't work then either. You know, and I've had similar, we even had prayer battles in our home where Kathy and I, my wife and I, were praying, no, Lord, no snow tomorrow. And our kids were praying just the opposite. Yes, Lord, bring snow tomorrow. Yeah, and that, just that, even that funny kind of light anecdote sort of brings, that it's, there's not this sense of we pray it, therefore we get it. I mean, prayer is not about us getting what we want. It's really about God getting what God wants through us, as we'll see. And, and that is the power of praying together um, in, in, in small groups, uh, praying for one another. I mean, there's, there's also the call to pray in our prayer closet individually, but here and, and throughout this um, uh, series in this month, and you'll see this. This is going to be. Um, if you thought you could sort of sail through September, that's not the plan. This is one that this is a working month um, when it comes to the work of prayer and prayer together. So our, our passage is in Matthew 18, uh, starting with verse 18, and then we'll then we'll jump to John 17 um, also. But the, uh, Matthew 18 is on page 799 in your. Pew Bible, you can turn there, you can follow along on the screen. We'll start at 18, verse 18. Let's, uh, let's pray. Gracious God, now may your Holy Spirit lead us as we hear your word, as we explore it together. Speak to us. Continue to, to soften our hearts, um, you know, open our ears, um, uh, give focus to our eyes so that we would hear from you, see you, and receive what you would have for us today to be um, your people to better reflect and glorify your name. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, Matthew 18, starting with verse 18. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. 
For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Now, you see how you could hear this prayer and we could think, okay, good, let's get three or four of us, let's just meet over there and let's pray. Bengals going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's just go, go do that right now. But we, we don't because we know that's not... You know what he's saying? He's saying something much deeper than trying to give us the magic words to say to get what we want. He, he's giving us something that, that is, is much more significant of how we... But he is saying, we as the church, as the gathered people who are following after Jesus, have access to the power and authority of heaven to be carried out on earth now. I mean, that is a responsibility. I mean, that is a power. You know, we're going to see fireworks tonight. Tonight, well, Those fireworks don't handle, hold a candle to the power of heaven. That God, that Jesus here, I mean, He entrusts the church, the gathered community in Jesus, with this kind of authority and power. That kind of responsibility. It is not, we don't pray so that we get what we want. We pray so that God get what God wants. And that we get to be a part of it. That's what is loosed on earth, is loosed in heaven. I mean, this is eternal impact. This is heavenly results. When God's people agree... Together, it says, when you agree on earth about anything you ask. Now, that that word agree, that it's not just sort of a word, well, let's just say the same things and and we like that together. That's not what he's saying. The the word there is symphonia. That's the the Greek word. And you can sort of hear it, right? Symphonia, symphony. It's all kinds of people coming together for the same purpose. Zoom is one, together, together. And phonia is like thought, mind. You know, so it's, you're coming together in one mind, one thought. So it's not just that we, we agree on particular things that we want, but we are coming together as one with, a, with our wants, our, our very desires being the same because in the next verse, we come together in the name of Jesus. Uh, if you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Now, in my name, that is not just the magic words that we're supposed to say. You know, let's, let's come together and again, we pray for the Bengals. We're agreeing on that and in Jesus' name and boom, go ahead and put your bets down. You know, no, don't do that. In the name of Jesus is saying we are gathering in the character and for the purposes that Jesus has given us. It's not the Christian abracadabra. It's not the Christian open sesame to say in his name. It is the task of God's people as we are being transformed more and more into the character and purposes of Jesus that we gather as one for him. That he is Lord. He is king. He is the captain of our ship. And he is the coach of our team. And so when we gather in His name, it's that way 
that we experience His presence. As we were just singing, it's in His, His character and His purposes then, in that unity of mind and purpose, that the presence of heaven invades earth through the church. Through us. I mean, the you here, they're all y'alls. They're all plural yous. This is about a group. This isn't about an individual. I mean, you can tell. The context even shows that. It's where two or three. And that's the task of the church, to be so unified in Jesus that heaven invades through us. That we are praying so much in line with what God wants, what God desires, that it happens. That what we say on earth is what happens in heaven. And what God hears in heaven is what He makes happen on earth. But that comes from a people who are unified in Jesus above all else. And that's hard work. That's hard work to be unified in Jesus above all else. It it, it is of the utmost importance. But it's, it's why Jesus prayed for it right before he went to the cross. Our second passage is in John 17. And, and so Jesus has been you know, gathered. He's, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and those kind of things. And He's praying for the disciples. And the last thing that He prays for, John 17, verse 20 and through 23, is then He starts praying for the church to be unified. This is really significant that this is what he prayed his last words before being arrested is to pray for the unity of the church must be of very high significant importance meaning he didn't pray for us to be safe didn't pray for us to be intelligent or gifted or even charismatic or talented or rich or happy didn't even pray for us to be good he prayed for us to be one in him. Because he knew that, that that was essential to the keys of the kingdom. To, for what is loosed on earth to be loosed in heaven. What is bound on earth to be bound in heaven. That, that heavenly eternal impact is tied to Jesus' people being unified together. All right, John 17, 20 through 23. I ask not only on behalf of these. So he's been praying for the disciples, the folks that are right there in, in front of him, you know, 2,000 years ago. And so now he said, I'm not just praying for these folks that I see, but I'm praying for all of those who believe in me through their word. Well, that would be the entire church throughout history because they were the people who had his word. And so everyone who is a follower of Jesus can can trace their spiritual genealogy back to that prayer. And so Jesus then, His last prayer is on behalf of those who believe in Me through their word, that they may all be one. Turn to the next one, please. Need that magic. Yes. Thank you. Oh. Oh, thank you. As you, that was so quick, I missed it. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, 
so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you've given me, I've given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I mean, this is quite a word. I mean, this is even beyond that sense of responsibility of power that we've been given. But the glory of God that was in the Father, now in the Son, now resides in us. The glory of God is the way that people see God. Remember, God's converse, he had a conversation with Moses back in the Old Testament where Moses wanted to see God and God said, No, you cannot see me. No human can see me. The writer of Hebrews says if we, God is a consuming fire. You know, so they're so, so holy and pure that we cannot be in God's presence. But what God tells Moses is that you can see my glory. The glory is the, the manifestation of God on earth for others to see. It is a demonstration of the plans and purposes of God. So what Jesus is saying is that glory resides in us when we are unified in Jesus above all else. That's why he's praying for it. I mean, he wants this unity not, not just to show God's glory, but, but so that the church will mature. Uh, the rest of that, I and them, you and me, that they may become completely one. That pursuit of unity is about the maturity of the church. See, and that, that's what we're, we're talking about. That this kind of prayer is not the kind of prayer... I mean, there's nothing wrong with praying for what you want. Do it. Whatever leads us to seek God. Even if it's just that I want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, go for it. And, and if God says no, that's okay. Or, but in that time, if I'm seeking God's face then God's going to be transforming me. And as we as a church, as we're seeking God, God's going to be transforming us. He's going to be taking us from our childlike requests to adult requests. That we mature. That, that word, become completely one, means to be, become maturingly one. It's, uh, some of you may be familiar with the word teleos. And it means to become perfect. To be complete. Our purpose God wants us to be pursuing unity together because that's how we mature in Him. And He wants us to be seeking unity together so that our prayers are mature, so that we're seeking the benefit of the world, so that we're seeking the glory of God even in our prayers with one another, and that we are praying like Jesus to be unified in Him no matter what. And again, then finally, so that... The world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. As, as we, the glory of God resides in us. A group of different people, unified in Jesus, as the glory of God resides in us, then we become the manifestation of God to the world so that the world knows this Jesus guy isn't just a religious figure. He's not just a good spiritual teacher. He's not one that had particular gifts and abilities, but he is the unique God of creation. 
That's Jesus' evangelism. That God's people would be unified together. Because then the world will know that just doesn't happen because people have good ideas. I mean, the world knows being unified in the midst of differences is impossible by human means. The only way it happens in human means is if you have a dictator who requires it and he uses guns and bombs and threats. The only way it happens otherwise is through supernatural means and the God of love calling a people together who are so diverse there's no reason for them to come together but that God holds them together. And that becomes a sign to the world that God loves us. That becomes a sign that God loves us. Now, this, this being one, this being unified, is, is what is necessary part of then the power of pray, praying together for God's people, and then it is the witness to God's world. I mean, th- this, this is essential as we pray together, and so first and foremost we have to be praying together that we would be one, because it doesn't happen because we want it to happen. I mean, we're trying it, you know. We're trying to do it. And it's hard work, isn't it? You know, we've said clearly, we long to be a multicultural community, meaning people from all different types, multiracial, multi-economical, multi-educational, multi-ecclesiastical, multi-whatever you want to put in that next line. But we are unified in Jesus, and that's really hard work. It becomes really hard work with economically. We get we have people across the economic spectrum, and here we do. We got millionaires, and we got folks that are struggling with homelessness. But we come together in Jesus, and we are all the same. That doesn't happen anywhere else, and that only happens because of the gift of God's Holy Spirit. We we come together along race, and we it's been pretty clear in our country and around the world, that we don't come together along race very well. In in our our country, the last two years, I mean, it's been in the headlines about once every two months. It just keeps coming and keeps coming. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And, and you know, this is hard to come together as one in Jesus. Because the ways of the world are so opposite the ways of heaven. And we, as, as a country, we haven't gotten race yet, yet right since the beginning. Yeah? I mean, since the, the very beginning. I mean, if you go back, even go look at the Declaration of Independence. Go read the Declaration of Independence and see what it calls Indians. Savages. Yeah, so th- this is... So, you know, don't feel bad that this is hard work to come together around Jesus. I mean, it is definitely a work of the evil one who's had great success. It's strategic. If you're the devil, the last thing you want to do is to see God's people really come together around Jesus, even across all those differences. Because what happens when they do? It's a demonstration of God's character. It's a demonstration of God's love. And And it draws people more and more and more like Jesus. You can, you can see it in our, um, uh, right, right now, just how challenging it is to, you, you talk to different folks about the Black Lives Matter movement. 
Yeah, if you're aware of that, you know, it's been a big movement over the last year, two years. Black Lives Matter. And what, what I find in conversations with folks and in some of the other things that I read, that for my African-American friends, they're like, yeah, that's a movement that's trying to, to make known what they've experienced in their lives, what they've seen in history. And that makes you wonder, do black lives matter? Huh? You see the, the higher rate of, of incarceration, the higher rate of, of police shootings, the, the higher uh, rate of, of poverty. The, you know, in, in Cincinnati, the average black male's uh, um, age, is, uh, age of death is, what do you call that, mortality. Your average mortality for a black male is 10 years less than for whites, white males. It's a 10-year gap. Where does that come from? And, and that's the movement of Black Lives Matter. Now, most folks like me, white, or as some people call me, peach, um, you know, that's not my experience. And as I talk to other folks that are white, they, they sort of even respond to Black Lives Matter with, with a question or even anger or even frustration. What do you mean, black lives? All lives matter. Well, yeah. Nobody's arguing they don't. But they are saying... Hey, black lives seem to not matter as much as I look at the numbers. So, where does that come from? But then that difference, there's a huge difference according to where you stand as to how you look at that. I bring that up only to say, that's why it's so hard. It demonstrates our different lives and different experiences, even though we live in exactly the same city. Another thing you see that not only demonstrates that distinction, but also just the evil in our world, um, the, the poverty rate for children under the age of six in the city. In the city of Cincinnati, 52% of the children, all children, under the age of six live in poverty. That's the federal poverty line. 52 half, that's epidemic. Man, we need to be unified and praying, if nothing more, to right that wrong. To pursue that justice. But you know, for African American children under the age of six, it's 74% of children who are black who live in the city live in poverty. I mean, these kind of things are the kind of things that we're engaging with as we engage in this spiritual battle. And, and, and yeah, we're, we're doing things to, to try to address it with whiz kids, you know, and, and interfaith hospitality network and listening to one another about race, which is again this Wednesday night. And we'll talk about some of these things we're, we're, that I'm mentioning here. But it's so that we can just listen to one another, understand one another, bri- build these bridges that are between us so that we can be one in Jesus. Because we need to be one in Jesus because these kind of things are the work of the devil. And unless the power of God is at work in us, that's why we pursue unity, so that the power of God has no hindrance in working through us to address the evil in our own lives, in our neighborhood, and in our city, in our nation, in our world. That's why we pursue this kind of unity. Not because it's politically correct or sort of cool, or a high value for millennials. 
It's because this is the way of Jesus. And we want to put everything aside that would hamper us from walking with God into the spiritual battle of pursuing what is good and righteous. So, like I told you, this, this is going to be a, a working um, month. Um, a couple things just to highlight in terms of our time of, of prayer together. You know, every Monday night, not this, not tomorrow night because it's Labor Day, but every other Monday night we meet at 6 o'clock at the House of Joy uh, for prayer. And now that, that, that is a, a prayer that if you're sort of a frozen chosen, you're used to sort of gathering and praying together quietly and people sort of whisper in their prayers with each other and you want to expand that horizon a little bit, join us on Monday night. And your, your, uh, will be, uh, your horizon will be expanded um, some. And uh, the uh, other times of prayer, monthly, the kindling prayer, the first Wednesday of the month, uh, also every Thursday morning. It's in your bulletin Thursday morning here and Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. You know, those prayer cards that you get um, that folks fill out that are in front of you, we pray for those on Thursday and Sunday morning and, and uh, um, other times. But every week those are being prayed for and they're prayed for throughout the month. And then once we're through with the month, so if you've got a request, you can put it once a month, and you know that we'll be praying for that every Thursday and Sunday um, most of the time. But, all right, so working uh, on this t- today, then everybody got some prayer together cards and prayer together booklets? Got these? Yeah, you can go ahead and, and get them out. I have one thing, just to note one, one correction that I caught. I'm sure there are many more. But one, um, for, for sure, is September 20th. The passage on that, it's, uh, you see it's September 20th. Let's see, first, second, third, third page on the left. Uh, it's First Thessalonians 5, not 4. So you can make that note. And while you have your pencil out, you can take your prayer card together. And you can go ahead and fill that out, your name. Some kind of contact information that you want somebody, that you're willing for somebody to contact you on. Whether it's your phone, whether it's uh, um, email, uh, smoke signals, whatever best works um, uh, for you. Just you know, put that on there. And then you put down a couple requests, just joys and concerns. Things you're thankful for, things you're requesting that folks can pray for each other. I want you to add, everybody add on that unity for CHPC. Yeah, that's... Like Jesus, and that's what Jesus prayed for, so let's pray for that too. You can add for CHPC, and you can also add for the unity of the church in Cincinnati. And then what I want you to do is then um, prayerfully consider who, who you give this to and exchange cards with somebody. I'm going to ask you to exchange cards with somebody maybe that's just different from you in some way. You know, you don't have hair, they do have hair. No, they're, they, they're, they're young, you're old, or vice versa. You know, but just, so don't, don't give it to somebody you've prayed with before that you know, but somebody that maybe you know, but not in, uh, that you've prayed with before. But, and then give that to them so then the, for the next month that you can pray with each other. Yes, Anne, you didn't get cards. Nobody down here got cards. You got those. Uh, I see, no, they're, they're this right here. They didn't get cards over here either. And right here, I thought we had... And over there, nobody got cards. I'm not sure what happened. You got a card. Way to go. This row. Y'all are the chosen. 
at, at occasion of rapture, find people in this row right here because they got cards. All right, so you should get a card like this and you should get um, a booklet like this. And this, this, these are passages that each day, just different passages around prayer uh, that have uh, prayer for... Um, uh, as as its topic, or is a prayer biblically, and just some questions, you know. And if you really, you know, want to get extra credit, you can even talk with your prayer partner about the passages that you read, you know, and even have a spiritual conversation around. What'd you learn about prayer through that, or how did you answer the question, or even say, why do you think he chose that passage? Um, but and this is one where I do pray. And encourage you not just to say, oh, wasn't that a neat little thing? You know, and just sort of throw it, um, say, and just sort of make it into the recycle um, bin. But it be something that you do so that we are engaged with one another in prayer together as, as we avail ourselves, God bless you, to the power and authority that has been given to us through Jesus. That's what we're about as we pray together. So it's not just a, a nice thing, a good thing, but something that is engaging the powers, the divine powers of heaven. So let's uh, pray uh, together now. And... Um, Invite you uh, to just pray together um, in this time, in one voice, the words that Jesus gave us, the prayer that Jesus gave us um, to pray as uh, our our model prayer. Let's pray this again. Not just they're not magic words; they're to, to be transforming and reflecting and, and and guiding the very desires of our heart. So boldly, let's come before God, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.